Blog Talk Radio. J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. How I love having you all listen in week by week and tune in to the themes and the values and the commitments of a better world. I mean, what an idea. One of the few things I could say, I said to myself some years back, uh, that was not controversial was, don't we all want a better world? Isn't that just something that we all can really agree on? Isn't that sort of like the primary common denominator between all beings? And that's what I was looking for, because there's very little else that we'll all agree on. We will not even agree on what we think is a better world. So I should at least start with the premise and build up from there of this idea, this heartfelt wish we all have, truly, all beings, no matter what race, religion, language, age, color, gender, all beings want a better life, a better world for themselves, for their loved ones, and as the circles expand outwardly, really for the family of humanity and even for the life of all sentient beings. That's really where the game is, isn't it? The life of all sentient beings. So, wow. So, yes, indeed. One time I said something that was not controversial. <laughs> and since then, those of you who listen know, it's actually, I'm, I'm playing with you a little bit. It's not that it's controversial. I do talk about things that others would really rather not do. And that's what needs to happen in order to get the world into a better place to have, yes, a better world. You have to talk about those touchy, sensitive subjects, those that we go dark about, that we enter the shadows around, you know, those things about our own mental prejudices, our own inner issues and conflicts that we would like to keep private. And, you know, to some extent, that is doable. That's okay. As long as we have a place we can speak our hearts and minds, 
be guided by our higher spiritual nature and be aware that we have any level of natures. And this earth is obviously the place to work with those and to make peace with our animal nature. I mean, what we look around and see these days on our planet is a barbaric nature. That's how serious it is. Barbaric. And all of you would really agree. Ah, something else not controversial. Wonderful. Two for two so far. I want to let you all know that uh, in just a little while, we will be joined by Srinivasan, who is the executive director of the Shivananda Yoga Ranch in Woodburn, New York, which is really a pioneering yoga center. Uh, Sri himself has a, a deep love of the planet and of Earth and understands the nature of responsibility and stewardship for it and for, uh, on a more local scale, um, the importance of renewable energies and sustainability. And he has overseen significant changes at the ranch, which is a very popular place for those in the tri-state region uh, to come and learn yoga and meditate and chant and participate in the many, many programs they have there. Um, and... Uh, and it's really been a hub for people mainly from New York City and Boston and uh, to go and learn the basics of yoga or the more advanced and to get trained in yoga as well as a teacher. And there have programs in permaculture. There's a, a teepee on the premises. There's a, a Russian sauna bath. I mean, it's really a wonderful place. And the real point here is that Srinivasan, under his tutelage, has really overseen some significant greening of the place, the increase of energy efficiency there and of, uh, of moving toward renewable energies through solar and discussions about wind and uh, geothermal and the like. And as a result of this, there has been a really good idea that has bubbled up to the surface no pun intended, which is to hold a sustainability conference there, which is going to be happening July 3rd through 6th at Woodburn at the Shivananda Yoga Ranch. I will be uh, the MC and moderating panels, and there will be a host of really interesting speakers with an eye toward the localized work of building solar communities. Really interesting. So while we'll be speaking about the um, overall necessity for moving away from fossil fuels into renewable energies, obviously solar, wind, geothermal, hydro, etc. There are many really creative, uh, eco-friendly ways of doing hydro. Uh, that we're going to be all getting our hands in the dirt, so to speak, and uh, participating in this. And we're part of that, if you want to call it a revolution, you can, or an intense evolution, if you'd like. Whatever phrase you want, it's clear that this is the direction 
we as a society must go and are going. And there are economic incentives to doing so as well. It's not like dragging us along a path. Many of us have been talking this language for decades. I mean decades. When I was old enough to see pollution, I began wondering why we're not using other ways of generating electricity. Oh, when I was 14, that's right. And a lot of people who are using their cerebral cortex, using their reflective, creative, imaginative minds, have been thinking the same thing. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. It just takes using what you've been given. And uh, it is happening. Money can blind people if they're making a lot in ways that are destructive and harmful to uh, people and or planet. And we're just trying to help shake them out of that bad dream, uh, which could become a nightmare for us all if we don't do something fast. And this conference is going to be giving a lot of how-to practical guidance to people, uh, building community and uh, incorporating, integrating the use of renewable energies in communities in upstate New York, in Pennsylvania, and elsewhere. So it will be very exciting, and Sri, as I said, will be weighing in on that. In the meantime, I really do want to invite all of you, as I said, in our uh, Facebook page and maybe even Twitter and certainly our website, www.abetterworld.tv, and in our newsletter. If you do not yet get that newsletter, certainly go to the website at betterworld.tv and sign up. It's free. It comes out only once a week, and it's very informative on a number of different levels. And I've been told, inspiring. So uh, don't miss out on an opportunity for that. And let people know about this show, about the Monday night show I have on Gary Knoll's Progressive Radio Network called... Uh, the Progressive Film Hour with Mitchell Rabin at 9 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, join us. This past Monday, we had on, I had on, uh, Terry O'Neill, the president of NOW, the National Organization of Women, to discuss with me the film The Invisible War, which is an Academy Award-nominated film for Best, uh, Best Documentary, on rape in the military. It's awesome. It's daunting. It's horrible. These women have no recourse, none up the chain of command. Senators Gillibrand and Boxer and others have proposed legislation, which has been considered. In fact, it got really far down the pike and at the last moment was aborted, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean they're going to give up the chain, the decision-making and the uh, judicial process has to be taken out of the chain of command because the chain of command of the rapists tend to be buddy-buddy with the uh, sergeants and lieutenants and colonels and all of those above who are supposed to be enforcing um, the uh, criminality of rape, and they don't. And they don't because... They're the buddies. It's like the police code of silence and code blue. It just doesn't happen. 
So these are the kinds of things that we cover on Progressive Radio with Mitchell Rabin. As we do here at A Better World, we have many of the same shows, and sometimes I do shows here before I do them there or the other way around. And then we have the weekly television show on Monday nights also at 7 o'clock. So we've got 7 with TV this week. Uh, Who did we have? Don Beck of Spiral Dynamics. Uh, the work of Claire Graves, um, largely picked up and now a, a pillar, a foundational piece of the integral work of Ken Wilbur. This is really dynamic stuff and uh, spiral dynamic stuff. And if you have any idea about what I'm talking about, you will appreciate the nuance of what this is and the uh, deep intellectual and spiritual value of what it is and that's what you get on a better world every single week and our newsletters talk about what shows are coming up and sometimes i do a show just like this where i just open the mics to y'all and invite you to call in and if you don't call in that's okay too i have much to share with you much to share and in fact as i said Sri navasan of Shivananda will be joining us shortly to discuss what he's been up to and what conference he is sponsoring uh, that I will also be part of up in uh, Woodburn, New York, July 3rd through 6th. What a wonderful way to spend Independence Day. So that's that. A couple of other words to share with you this coming monday at nine o'clock we will be uh having the film dirt exclamation point and if you don't know dirt oh boy do you need to know dirt it's actually a wonderful documentary about the richness and the multitudes of microcosmoses that exist inside dirt and we think ah it's just dirt and oh the things that have come out of our mouths about dirt or speaking dirty, or all these words that show such a profound lack of appreciation and understanding of what dirt is. Well, interesting, folks. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But dirt is the basis of our lives. We grow all of our food from dirt. It has such a plenitude of microorganisms that we need, bacteria, fungi, that we need to digest to be part of the whole construction and destruction cycle of the elements of our earth that forms um, fertile material, which becomes nutrition that goes into our bodies. We are part of an earthly dirt digestive system. (laughs) Doesn't that sound funny? Yes. It does. And it's true. It's not one whit less true because it sounds a little funny. And when you think about and get conscious of the way we think about dirt, and this film will really help us all do that, uh, you'll understand why I wanted to feature it on my show on PRN. And you will really enjoy it. Also, just to say, I invite all the uh, listeners to see the film ahead of time. So when I invite you all to call in, 
uh, you can call in with some knowledge of the film itself, and that can give us a more elevated dialogue about the film. So, as I said, Dirt, and I'll be interviewing the director, Bill Benenson, and uh, we're in dialogue with Paul Stamets, who I've had on the show a couple of times when A Better World was also on Progressive Radio Network. And uh, we were talking about the use of um, fermented materials and bacterial microorganisms for cleaning up the BP oil spill, which was occurring right around the time that I had Paul Stamets on. In fact, he was in dialogue at the time with the White House to present proposals for cleaning up the oil spill in non-chemical, eco-friendly, dirt-arising ways. So that's how valuable dirt is. We eat from it all the time. So, you know, dirt is so valuable, you may ultimately want to put uh, some of it on your altar because, in fact, that would be honoring the sacred Mother Earth in the true way. So, this is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. I'm very glad you're joining us. And uh, we're going to spend the next 20 or so minutes with uh, my colleague and dear friend, Sri Navasan, the executive director of Shivananda Yoga Ranch up in Woodburn. And if you haven't seen it for its own true beauty and glory, seated as it is up in the Catskill Mountains in upstate New York, if you haven't been there to practice the Shivananda style of yoga, meditation, and chanting. Oh, for that alone, it is truly worth your while, and the place becomes increasingly popular, even though it was really the mainstay of yoga, one of the first places for yoga in the United States. And uh, so it has a long history and rich heritage. And... Uh, now, under the tutelage of Srinivasan, it's going to be sponsoring a sustainability conference because we all know that that's what's on everybody's minds. How can we make our lives sustainable? Because they look like they're crumbling every minute that we look around, you know, with fracking is uh, threatening communities across the country. It's destroying our water sources, uh, Gasland by Josh Fox, another film we'll be featuring on the other show, uh, highlights uh, these sorts of atrocities taking place. We all know there's a pressing need uh, to protect our lives, to protect the life of the planet, to go sustainable. That is, in a word, to go renewable. So... I'm very glad to have Sri on with us, and he's going to outline uh, some of the speakers that will be there and give you some real sense of what this conference is going to be like. Sri Navasan, I'm so glad to have you on A Better World today. Good evening, Mitchell. It's um, great to, to be here and, and to see the wonderful work that you're doing and continuing to do. I understand you're, you're celebrating 20 years now of... Uh, uh, on, online. Oh, Shri, in fact, now, uh, as of this past March, we've uh, we've hit the 21-year mark. 
Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. Listening to positive <laughs> voices and, and your and and broadcasting the message out there. And and yes. Paul Stamets is somebody that, that um I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for and and really yes. understands the whole idea of sustainability and, and yes. from a sustainable perspective there um there is no waste and uh the uh the fungal um organisms that he works with you know the the whole process of of uh recycling you know everything even so this is really exactly. a kind of 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 um of understanding that we're trying to also promote with this this conference and really to try to exactly bring together. tell us about the conference what what is it that germinated no pun intended you know me i always do that kind of thing what germinated the idea in the first place and who have you brought on as uh as guest speakers and panelists i i know some of it of course because i'm part <laughs> of it but i'd love to hear you uh give us your thinking about it and uh share with us well i think the 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 roots of this um conference have been coming for a long time um the the founder of of the ashram you know back back in the in the 60s um Swami Vishnuvananda was also a visionary and he saw the connection between between inner peace of yoga um taking responsibility for one's own health one's mind one's life and uh and also taking taking responsibility for the for the earth and community he was doing yes. conferences um there was one conference that that uh, uh i remember there was one survival into the twenty first century and he was uh the founder of uh, the permaculture movement uh, um, you mean victor Kovinskis? No, not not the um uh, Bill um I'm saying excuse me, but um not Bill McKibben. No, excuse me, but uh, anyway. I I'll I'll just it's um it's been a quite a while. But but uh yeah, um, sure. that you know, also, you know, facing um um uh, facing the future was also another Kind of conference that Swami Vishnu had had put together. Oh yes, uh-huh. and, and um, also just this idea of of, of a culture of peace, uh, and that yoga yes. has really since that time has really gone viral. But you know, people have understood the, the the physical benefits, but but actually understanding the responsibility that we have to also take care of the planet is is also part of that. Uh, we've been trying yes, to become indeed. the ashram has been trying to become um, sustainable uh, over the over the years, and we've set a few projects going. We're trying to grow our own food, and we're also trying to to develop um, uh, a solar um, energy um, from the you know, from the um, from solar panels and also from solar yeah. hot water. You're basically so, trying to not. You, you used a very interesting phrase that I'd really love to to quote here, Sri, with me when I was up uh, at the ranch a few weeks ago, uh, teaching the course that I do yearly. Uh, you used the phrase, "We're not looking to get off the grid. We're looking to purify the grid with, i.e., with." Renewable energy. I loved that phrase. I, it's very yeah. intelligent. 
Yeah, and, and I think uh, that's a phrase that really needs to to kind of talk about go viral. That's an idea that whose time has come, you know. In other words, there's this incredible grid system that has been put into place, which is part of the infrastructure of our society. Why walk away from it? Why not utilize it wisely and renewably? And I think you're right on it. Exactly. So we all can. We all are taking uh, power from the grid, and we we can just as easily put the the energy back in. So this is this is really sustainability and. New York and a lot of other states have have um, have laws in which the the, the uh, energy companies have to take the the um, energy that you create that you can actually spin your meter backwards, and this is yes. uh, the our our plan, which is actually to um, 118 kilowatts uh, is about what we're using to um, to run this ashram and. And the uh, sixty or so people that we have here on average that we're you know, that we uh, mm-hmm. that we house and we accommodate and um and in all of the um uh, the the gardens and things that we that we're also trying to produce our own food so the, yeah. the plan is to be able to to create a um a solar uh, a solar array that will that will cover those those needs. And at the same your, time. your electrical needs, exactly. So, out of this, and out of you know the um, Vishnu Devananda's commitment uh, that grows out of uh, uh, Shivananda's commitment to understanding all of the elements of life, which has so much to do with, as you said, the preservation and conservation of our Earth and respecting her as the as the generative force of our biological lives, which carries our Atman, our spiritual essence, um, you have decided to put together to sponsor this conference, which is taking place between July 3rd and 6th, which I had mentioned at the top of the show. Um, Who have you invited to participate, and what would people experience if they were to come and join? Well, um, starting the the conference... um, Bill McKibben has um, has done a video message for us, just talking about the, the need for all of us to step up and to deal with uh, with the global problems of global warming and uh, yes. finding alternative ways to. Uh, and of course, I think your, your listeners know who Bill McKibben is. He's really yes. one of the foremost um, climate activist uh, authors and, and someone who has really inspired me and his, his work. And, you bet. Uh, and so he's going to be kind of tying in, you know, the work that we're trying to do as a as a community in the in the yoga community, um, mm-hmm. into you know a larger perspective uh, on um, on on facing climate change. Um, mm-hmm. Then Wonderful. we also have have uh, Julia and Charles Yelton, who are some of the pioneers of the permaculture um, the permaculture movement. Which is basically the sustainability in um, in the sense of of uh, in all sense of living and how to live in harmony with with nature and how to how to create gardens uh, you know that will feed us you know, locally and uh, and dealing with all pro- with all sorts of building everything from from building uh, ecologically to um, uh, to to growing food. 
So, and they're also very much connected. Uh, not only, you know, uh, uh, Charles is an engineer, so he's he's always looking for sustainable ways of of um, of living from an engineering perspective. And uh, Julia is a master gardener, and she kind of brings in that side. The two of them make a an incredible pair. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then we have Beautiful. have Jim Kurtz, who is the president of RER, which is um, a renewable energy resource um, company that he's also a visionary and totally dedicated um, his life and his business. He started off with an electrical business and decided to to uh, to be part of the of the of the solar um, revolution that's taking place. That yes. that that we can. Uh, Create the energy we need from from alternative or from sustainable energy. So he's um, he's not only uh, developed the the engineering behind this this project, but also uh, being able to finance. So there's many ways to be able to finance uh, putting in a, a solar array in 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 a community. And he's um, he's there to help people to. To use the resources that are available with the New York State, federal, uh, um, the um, incentives that are given federally and, and state on a statewide basis. Yes, and he's yes, going to yes. be coming and talking about about some of his work and and also putting in perspective dealing with climate change, um, dealing with with uh, with the energy questions that we have uh, in a practical way. Oh, that's excellent. And, and, spe- and speaking directly about this project that we have at the at the Yoga Ranch, because he's he's pretty much yes. um, spearheading it. Uh, uh-huh. We also we also have Dick Riesling, uh, who mm-hmm. is um, also um, a radio host as as yourself. Yes, and we our, tried to get him local- onto the show today, but it was a little too last minute. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he would be be a great person to have on your show. He's a very lively person, engaged in every aspect of of our local community. He has his own. He's a uh, co-director of a of a local um, model site, of Apple Pond Farms, which um, he has his own solar and growing his food and and wind and all the different aspects of renewable energy. And he's you know, involved in all the local politics and trying to get local communities local townships to uh, set up their own alternative um, energy sources. Mm. Uh, this is the kind of grassroots activity, Shri, that I think we're going to be seeing vast amounts of, actually, as time goes on. And I think that this conference uh, is going to be one of the um, igniters and the catalysts of that happening up in the Sullivan County uh Catskills area, really region. Well, this is this is what we're what we're hoping, and we're hoping that that um, that people will be inspired to come, uh, you know, all around in the in the, the New York area because it's because um, you know we uh, like communities are are um, ripple. They, you know what what we can do here uh, locally is also can be can be um, uh, replicated, you know, other places. And we want to be in contact with other communities that are that are also you know trying to who have this vision of sustainability. 
Exactly, exactly. Please, if you would, continue on with the list of uh, of participants in the uh, in the conference, July third and sixth. So we also have Andrew Faust, who is our neighbor. Um, very, um, very fortunately, I've known Andrew before he moved up here. Uh, is again another uh, one of the leaders in the permaculture movement. Uh, he's a designer and very, very articulate teacher over 20 years' experience. Um, and he has a, he also has a, a teaching center, a model uh, farm that he's that he has um, opened in the last three or four years and uh, only about uh, 10 miles away from us. So it, mm-hmm. it's also, again, the community is to try to bring him as, as well um, into the into this conference because he is, you know, our neighbor and uh, and really has a vision and and uh, is, is is really doing it. So I, I you know, we're very very happy to have him as well with us. Another living example of someone true to his word, walking the talk, so to speak. And he is, he is really, um, you know, an embodiment of integrity. You know, every every word that he speaks and everything that he does, it's a, it's you really get this um, uh, the power of his integrity and, and the, the yes. dedication that he has to to um, uh, helping helping to bring about uh, bring our, our our culture back into some sort of um, sustainable alignment uh, yeah. lifestyle. And uh, we also have Michael Judd, <clears throat> excuse me, Michael Judd, who is um, the original food forest designer of our ashram, and um, he is, you know, he is a very great sense of humor, um, great attitude uh, about, um, uh, and his approach to just helping different communities. Is um, he was um, in uh, Nicaragua. Uh, working in a uh, with local people, trying to help them to get back to be able to to, to use the land that they have to be able to grow their own food. Um, you know, using a lot of the techniques that they that they've had for years, but people have forgotten. So you know, not trying to bring in something from outside, but really helping people to uh, to take care of their children, take care of the. You know everybody in the community by growing their own food, and um, what, what the is the relationship, Shri, of of uh, food forest designing and an edible landscape, which is the author of uh, the he's the author of a book called Edible Landscaping, and permaculture. Well, permaculture um, actually looks at at a, a lot of cultures that have been growing have been living off the land uh for you know thousands and thousands of years and mm-hmm. if when we look more closely and again the um, co-founder of the permaculture was Bill Mollison it was excuse me from the beginning I was um you know I had slipped my 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 mind but oh yes but, right uh, right but um, who you know, wrote the original books on on on, uh, on permaculture, but mm-hmm. um, but looking, I mean, so you know, the Western cultures have come in, destroyed ancient cultures, and so other people, you know, had had nothing. But but when you look closer, there there were ways in which uh, the people were actually 
cultivating the forest. So you you living in the forest, and there are there are plants that are are nurturing you, that are providing for you. There are yes. um, you know that those um, um, relationships, a network of nature also includes humans, and uh, mm-hmm. humans have the ability to actually come in and, and help work with with nature and uh, yes. really observe and see you know what is it that nature has to offer what is it that that is needed to be able to to um grow the food that um will sustain us and the other creatures that we share this this um you know whatever ecosystem that we're involved in yes so the um approach the permaculture approach to a food forest is actually bringing in um companion plants uh, you know, kind of starting with the companion plants and then creating layers of of um, of, of different uh, from from taller trees to shorter trees to to bushes to to, to uh, cover crops and all of them can, you know can uh, with an idea that they have a, a function that that can that can be um, um, Help to sustain a you know a community, so there yes. are there are different approaches and different kind of different zones that the permaculture talks about that you have zones mm-hmm. which are closer to your house to your living dwelling point that you are going to be more involved in uh in caring for and in actively being participating in that and caring for those um those mm-hmm. plants and animals or whatever and then mm-hmm. as you go farther and farther out you will have more of you're creating um, uh, perennial uh, plants that will continue to support each other and at the same time create um, fruits or, or vegetables or um, grains or whatever is really needed for um, you know for mm-hmm. our, our sustain- sustainability. Our yeah. Yes, right. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. So this, for, uh, this, this is um, go ahead. An edible an edible landscaping is you know you can go out and do that in your in your uh, if you have a yard you know in a backyard front yard instead of sure. having just a lawn and some some decorative trees you can use these principles and 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 create um you know something that's both beautiful as well as as will provide you know food for for you and your family and your friends or you know, community. Well, you know there was a fellow I'm talking about forgetting names. I'm forgetting his names. Something like Steve Goldberg uh, used to walk people around New York City, including Central Park, but even on the streets, looking at um, uh, at uh, plants growing on the sidewalk or between the cracks and identifying food sources there. And he certainly walked everybody through the park. I'm forgetting his name, but I, he's a great guy. I met him many years ago, and uh, he takes people on these uh, incredibly educational tours all around the boroughs, showing them that there there's plenty of food, you know, and right. uh, most that, people just that, don't think of it that way. This is also this is you know another aspect which is really seeing what is, what is just just growing uh, around in you know and, and if you're in the city is like that any place that has been been cultivated uh, has um, you know anything there will be lots of plants that are there that 
that um, that will be edible if you just know what this, what what uh, what exactly. that is. Not, not only edible, for. but what not only edible, but uh, can be used, you know, herbs and medicines and, and medicinal. Uh, you know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Please continue with the uh, the rest of the people. There's still a. You have so, some others. Right. Also, we have um, uh, Liz Ngozi, and uh, she's quite an amazing person. She also she showed up at the at the ashram wanting you know and a burnout from her. Um, very um, uh, dynamic career that she's she's um, an, an entrepreneur who is you know looking from a spiritual perspective, um, working uh, with um, with women in uh, in her home uh, of, of Uganda, but um, mm-hmm. she also uh, she also has been working with with um, many different organizations and uh, startup companies to try to really work with with mission and focus and uh, and fundraising and just pra- you know practically um, how to you know get the ideas out that are that are uh, have a have a social purpose and she was very much very much involved in the beginning of uh, of our solar uh, sustainability project, and and mm-hmm. um, she's also so she you know she's done some TED talks around uh, how yoga and her community work are are connected mm-hmm. with each other. Uh, Wonderful. So she's going to be also doing a little presentation on some of that work. Wonderful. Wonderful. So in, in the, um, the the last person is um, Christopher McVoy, and he's um, actually has uh, is is helping with one of our affiliated centers in uh, Shivananda centers in um, South Florida in Lake Worth. Um, mm-hmm. But he's uh, he's also very much a visionary. He's been very he's been a yoga student. He's also um, a commissioner on the on the um, local city council, uh, who's done a lot of work in in bringing in kind of sustainable uh, everything from you know bike paths to uh, you know different you know, different uh, type of um, you know com- community centers and things in in Lake Worth, and uh, yes. at the same time he's a he's a climate scientist and he's been working. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of research on uh, the Everglades and and trying to uh, uh, save the Everglades. Uh, and uh, if you go to his house, you know he has he has converted everything in his house to solar uh, energy. And uh, he's a you know really this kind of brilliant mind that that um, puts everything into practice. So uh, he's yes. very much very much uh, a person again who walks you know walks the talk and. And also yes. is very much engaged in community at the same time, and is practicing mm-hmm. yoga. So he seems like the you know, perfect person to kind of bring in that that um, oh, beautiful universal beautiful. perspective. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. And uh, and last, of course, last but not least, is oh my. Uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> and and you bringing in yeah. you know your your incredible community perspective and and so much you're connected with everyone and and anything that has to do with with a vision of of dharma and 
um, how we can make yeah. this world a better place. So, uh, yeah. so I couldn't think of anybody better than you to be uh, the uh, master of ceremonies. And <laughs> well, thank you, Sri. I'm really honored to do so, and it's really uh, a pleasure and a privilege because I know what you put into these and the amount of work your staff puts into mounting these uh, conferences. It's a, a lot of work. And to also house everyone and uh, really all together, you know, from soup to nuts, so to speak, uh, deal with every detail. Uh, and it's really a formidable event. And I'm, I'm really pleased to be part of it. I will be emceeing, and uh, we, I believe, will be putting together some panels, and I'll be doing some interviews uh, during the off times, if we can find any, to do some interviews for A Better World TV and for Shivananda to have as a record and a documentation of the event as well. So uh, it's going to be special and. I really love to let people know about how just physically beautiful the ranch is. And uh, when you wake up at 5.30 or so in the morning and you look out to the Catskill Mountains and it's all so pristine and the sun is just beginning to come up, it's, it's a place of real peace. And it's an incredible opportunity to get away from our busy urban lives, wonderful as they may be. Uh, there's a sense of peace and tranquility and being part of the ecosystem, quite literally, right. uh, that is up there. And to then be speaking about and learning about uh, all of what you've just been talking about, Tree, from the solar to the permaculture to the um, urban forest, I mean, uh, the... Uh, forestry design, food forestry design, it's fascinating, and um, plus some inspiration about how we can go out and become community leaders, because after all is said and done, that's what we need to do, because our world is um, it's heating up, and it's cooling down, and it's happening at almost the same time, and uh, you know, we're sort of like a fried egg then getting thrown onto the ground, you know, on some ice. <laughs> you know, it's really getting tough. It's mm -hmm. really getting tough. So that you have uh, chosen to uh, sponsor this conference and the energy that it carries forward into communities of all those of you who uh, decide to uh, attend, wow. It's really going to create a ripple effect. So, well, uh, any last and words course, you'd like to share with our audience? Just to, and just to put into into context the practice of yoga, you know, it is so important that we find our own balance. Um, and there yeah. are so many, so many uh, huge problems that we that we have to face, and the the problems are all questions of of life out of balance. And the yoga exactly. is really, is really the way you know a, a just concentrated way for people to bring bring their lives into balance. And we really want to share that with everyone, and also to train teachers so that that um, that those uh, skills can be can be spread. Exactly, exactly. Well, you're doing a phenomenal job, and you've been at it for many decades, Sri, and I just. 
tip my hat and I bow in your direction for the serious service and commitment that you have manifested over the course of, uh, well, what, back into the early 70s, if I remember correctly. Pretty much, pretty much. But, you know, pretty it's... Much. Um, Life itself, I mean, if, if as much as we can be inspired by by uh, possibilities, you know, this is, you know, gives um, gives us all, you know, our, our meaning. And it, it, and as much, it's such a gift to have to have that inspiration. And I and I see that That's in you, right. and I see that in in, in yes. uh, you know, it is something which is available to everyone. And we just hope yes. that that um, you know, you know, as all of you can can. Uh, can find you know if you if you haven't already found it that you that you uh, you know follow your dreams and and be part of the that better world that we're all looking to to live. Indeed, indeed, beautifully put, beautifully put. Uh, in closing, why don't you give the website or phone number where people can call in and uh, sign up or learn more if they'd like to. So the um, the phone number here is um, 845-436-6492, and that's in Woodburn, New York. And our website is shivanandayogaranch.org, um, and you see all of our programs and, and this conference coming up. Um, and, uh, you know, please, um, you know, come and visit us any time that you that you. Uh, have the time it is it is a, a wonderful gift for all of us to to be able to come and renew uh and then go back to whatever our our, exactly. our work is yeah beautiful so, well thank you again Srinivasan for being a guest on today's show rather impromptu i very much appreciate the uh, speed at which you were able to put this together with your busy schedule up there it's funny it's a very tranquil place but they keep us a pace that you wouldn't believe <laughs> and uh with all, all of the teaching of the uh, students and becoming uh yoga teachers and everything that you do up there thanks again and uh thank you so much speaking with you soon thank you so okay. much okay. goodbye my pleasure bye bye Sri Navasan of the Shivananda Yoga Ashram Ranch up in Woodburn, New York. Very beautiful place. I was up there originally in 1999, and I went up there to work on a book and to uh, shoot a series of television shows for Better World TV, which I did. And I interviewed uh, staff and teachers and students, and it was family week up there then. So people brought uh, families, brought their children, and they learned all sorts of wonderful things, and they put on a little theater piece, and, oh, it was just a ball in such an idyllic uh, surrounding. So I've been going up there ever since. It's just gorgeous, and uh, actually I've been teaching uh, Qigong, meditation, uh, therapeutic theater, uh, writing as a spiritual discipline, and communications courses, how to make a world a better place, by learning to listen and learning to speak responsibly 
accountably in true, deep, aligned dialogue with your lover, with your friend, with your boss, with your relative, with your mother or your father or sibling or aunt or uncle, with the world, with people who populate your life, how to have really meaningful dialogue and how to discuss things that are a little thorny, a little difficult. But if you can get through the thorns, you get to the rose. So there really is hope, and that is what I bring to Shivananda every early May. So if you want to play, you can come up and do that. Or, of course, uh, next time, next round, I'll actually be doing this at Gary Knoll's Ranch down in Texas, outside of Dallas, uh, for that information. Uh, well, I think I have something on my website, at betterworld.tv, or you can contact prn.fm, prn.fm, their website, and ask some questions there and uh, get some answers. We're going to have a very special time. But this July 3rd through 6th is something I'd really uh, hope you can join us for because, uh, as Sri was sharing with us, the lineup of people is stellar, and we're going to have some very rich dialogues and conversations among everybody not just the speakers, the presenters, but among everyone, because that's the way I run my uh, events and um, panels, that everyone gets to weigh in some into these as appropriate, you know. So, yeah, it's clear that what we need to do is a huge amount of inner work and go for the balance the tree was talking about because just fine-tuning and manipulating the outside world is not enough. We have a tremendous amount of work to do on our inner lives, our emotions especially, our minds, our hearts, and getting our souls activated. And that will be our greatest guide. You know, that's what we do at A Better World. That's how we're going to create a better world. You know, to be really straight and honest with y'all, as I always am. You know, when you look around and you see what is going on, uh, besides the beauty of the natural world and the beauty of being in love and the beauty of our incredible artistic and cultural creations, which are manifest all the time in cities around the world, in in the country around the world, you know, everywhere, in indigenous groups, in our forests. we The beauty of humanity is immense, actually infinite. Our scholarly work, our technological growth, our musical invention, it really doesn't stop, and it is enough to make you burst with joy when you behold it. But what we have to deal with is not that so much. That's our gift. That's what we receive. And when we're we're fortunate enough to be able to. 
but we want to also look at the least among us, as Jesus was said to have said. And we want to look at our weaker links, our lower common denominator, and recognize that there is a profound amount of suffering and pain taking place on this planet in the hearts of people, in the souls of people, in the minds of people, in the bodies of people all over the world. There are people who are at war and embattled in wars. There are people who have nothing to eat or no water to drink. There are people whose homes and villages are being flown over with drones in order to capture the bad guy. When in fact, we're all bad guys. And we're all good guys. And yeah, it's true. I say, I believe. There are some badder guys, if you will. There are some people who are really are so confused and unconscious and ignorant of our true divine nature that they abuse the privilege of being human and they wreak havoc on the lives of others and on our ecosystems. You could say they're conscious of what they're doing and they know full well and they're going for money and they're going for power and that's true. That is true. They are going for money and they are going for power and you know who I'm talking about and they're very well known and they're listed in magazines and all over the internet and they run ALEC, the American Legislative uh, Council and, you know, they're all over. We know that. But I will still submit to you there's a fundamental confusion that stems from their own inner confusion and early belief systems that got formulated very early in their lives that have to do with either I'm not good enough and I will compensate for that by acting like I'm better than everybody. Hence, you get elitism uh, or... Nobody believed me. Nobody liked me. Nobody loved me. Um, I'm going to show them. And then you go out and you become a conquistador on one level or another. Uh, Usually, you know, captains of industry are doing that. And it's not like they just want to make, you know, a decent living and provide a service through their corporation. That would be great. Everybody, this is good news. Capitalism ain't a bad thing. No, 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 no. But when it gets out of balance, when it gets over the top and excessive, that, my friends, is where we have trouble. When it does not expect the environment and looks purely at the earth as its own source of of being a cash cow, you know, uh, that becomes a serious problem. People become... Uh, you know, just commodities at the same time. This kind of thinking is perverse, it's distorted, it's pathological, and it's passed on as normal. And this is the problem. This so-called new normal is actually not new at all. 
we as uh, humanity, as a species, have, we have allowed this kind of abuse happen between the genders, between the races, between ethnicities, between tribes, between clans, for a minimum of 10,000 years and probably 10 times that. Truly, truly, that's how long the sad tale of human beings has been going on and a lot of magnificence a lot of beauty the development of agriculture uh, the development of culture of art of music of science of cosmology of astronomy as astrology on the list goes of incredibly beautiful uh, creative acts the development of a religions even at the very beginning before they became institutionalized but underneath is the magnificence of the uh, upholding of our spiritual divine nature. Oh, my God. That's the, the acme of it all right there. The embodied spirit. And I am saying that what we do to each other and what we do to this earth and on and on and on is so without heart and without compassion and we have to deal with the least of us and I'm saying in this moment the mentally least of us every bit as much as the physical least of us so uh, that's what I have to share with you today I'm so glad that you have joined today um, at a betterworld.tv you can sign up for our free newsletter I very much uh, encourage you to do so, so you can be part of our A Better World family. We are committed to a vision of a better world, and uh, we do all we can through the media, through my work as a coach and a counselor and a therapist on a micro-level, stress management consultants using software to help heal people, balance their energy, you bet, some deeply involved in this inner process that will, when balanced and made conscious, contribute most wholly to a proper outer ecology or outer process of uh, the pillars of our society, the infrastructure of our society. You can't have one without the other. You need the proper spiritual basis, the inner life, to be alive and matured in order to create same on the outside. That's the game, folks. So with that said, I want to just thank you all again. Please know that we do accept donations on our website at betterworld.tv. We are also uh, looking for sponsors, and I look forward to your all joining us very soon at the conference, and I look forward to seeing you all next time.